It's the amazing Rico Bronia podcast with your host, Evan Roberts. Trade week continues on Rico Bronia. Evan Roberts, Pete Hoffman. Uh, we did Met Yankee trades, which was just a complete waste of time because none of those trades are going to happen. But today, after careful study, we will try to put together realistic trades for the New York Mets during this offseason. Now, here's the problem. Me and Hoff just can't sit here and say, hey, let's trade James McCann and a prospect for Shohei Otani. We can't do that. So we needed to bring in an honest, realistic baseball man. And so we brought in a guy who I've heard a lot over the last couple of years, and he seems like one of those guys that just loves baseball, doesn't love a team, everything's great. I love that the Phillies are doing this. I love that the Astros are doing that. Everybody's happy. So he's an honest baseball guy. And that, of course, is Cody Decker, who you've seen with Craig on his TV show, on our radio show, and all over the place. Cody, I appreciate you being the ruthless general manager today. Thank you for coming on. My man, I'm here to tell you everything darkness or lightness that is going to come the Mets way. Listen, it's funny we're going to talk trades because, honest to God, they're not going to do anything on the trade market. What they're going to do is just sign everybody as they should. You know what's funny? That's what I would do because the thing I'm going to run into with these trades is that I don't want to trade prospects. I kind of want to hoard them. And it's not to say that I think, you know, Mark Vientos is going to be better than Shohei Otani. It's that when you just sign a free agent, that's it. You sign a guy. Yeah, I mean, we've got the draft pick compensation. I get all that. But if you sign guys, you can keep all your prospects as opposed to trading assets. So I've said going into this offseason, that's my preference. But I can see, especially if they lose DeGrom, which I'm scared of, if they lose Brandon Nemo, which is a possibility, or if they just want to add to this roster, that trades are a possibility. But it's not my ideal route because it's just easier to sign guys and not trade up your top prospects. It is. And keep in mind, the trade market is a serious, it's a crapshoot. It's a damned if you do, damned if you don't type of scenario. I mean, there's a lot of trades that on paper look amazing. And then five years down the road, the White Sox are going around, wait a second, we traded James, We traded for James Shields for Fernando Tatis Jr. We did what? You didn't know Fernando Tatis Jr. at 16 years old was going to turn into Fernando Tatis Jr., but, you know, that's kind of the give or take of the trade market. But, you know, I like the free agent market signings that the Mets are going to make. I think they're going to be really aggressive. But if you can do that, that's where you get a situation which, Evan, I think you'll completely agree, would be your dream scenario. The Mets become the Los Angeles Dodgers. Yeah. The Dodgers, who have arguably the best farm system in Major League Baseball. Oh, and also they're willing to spend all the money, too, and keep their prospects. And then when trade deadline comes around, They've had so many prospects that they can go trade away a bunch of them for a Max Scherzer as a rental and right. honestly not feel the pain of it because the next year the Dodgers are going to go win another 112 games. Um, that's the goal I think the Mets need to get to. Yes, they want to make trades. Yes, they want to be able to keep their prospects, but they have enough financial capital and Steve Cohen, they can do whatever the hell they want, which is, by the way, if you're a Mets fan, that's got to be the most exciting thing to hear out loud. No doubt. And so some of the trades I put together involve using the financial might that there Mm -hmm. are contracts out there that are real bad that you could absorb. And also the idea of taking back a horrible contract to maybe lessen the load on a really good player. So let's start there before before we we begin, though, I do. There is one caveat that I do want to know as me being the Mets GM in this uh, scenario. Do I care in any way? about the luxury tax threshold? Because my thought is no. 
No, I, I look, first of all, we're the Met GMs. You're the ruthless GM of every other team. So we're going to decide if we want to make the trade, if we're the New York Mets, you got to be the dick on the other side that says, I'm not making that trade. You're not Even giving better. me enough. Um, we're going to balance out the luxury tax thing. Cause obviously can the Mets have a $500 million payroll? Probably not. But I do think there are avenues where the Mets can use their financial might to make a trade. And, and yes. one that's always jumped out at me is, Shohei Otani is the guy everybody wants. Um, I'm mixed about it, not because I'm mixed about Shohei Otani. I'm mixed because of the fact he's a free agent at the end of the year. So to trade, you know, top, 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 top prospects for really one year when you think about it, because Mm -hmm. if you want to sign him, you sign him at the end of the year. Now, do you have an advantage if you acquire the guy first? A little bit, I guess. I mean, I think you get a little bit of an advantage, but not too much of an advantage because at the end of the day, if a guy's going to go to the highest bidder, you can be the highest bidder whether you acquired him or you didn't. I'm willing, and I hope Steve Cohen would be willing, to say, all right, we want Shohei Otani. We know you Uh want big prospects, but we're willing to take back Anthony Rendon, who might possibly have the worst contract in Major League Baseball. He makes $38 million a year for the next four years. So I ask you, I'm taking, o- I want Otani. I'm giving mm-hmm. you prospects. Can picking up Rendon make the package a little bit less? Or would you rather not even make me take that contract and still get as many young players as you possibly can? That's where the interest becomes. Now, here's the thing. Do I love the idea as me? Say I am the Angels GM. Do I love the idea that you're willing to take that much money off of me? Yeah. But if I'm giving up Shohei Otani, I'm not doing this as a salary dump. I'm doing this to get back a potential championship team. It's not just one or two of your prospects. I'm taking six of your very top prospects six? that you have. Six. Especially if you're looking to get them during the offseason. You want them in the offseason for yes. a full season? Yeah. <laughs> Give me everything you got. I'm, I have the money to pay Carlos Rendon. In fact, Carlos Rendon's been hurt for the last two years. I've made back a lot of that money in insurance. I don't need to give up Carlos Rendon. I need your prospects, and I can hold on to Shohei Otani all I want. Because don't worry, the Yankees will throw me the prospects if you don't. Six top prospects for Shohei Otani. Look what just happened with Juan Soto. You think Juan yeah. Soto should be getting more prospects than Shohei Otani in this current juncture? Because yes. I do not. Yeah, no, I'll t- I tell you why. I'll tell you why I would have even been willing to give up more for Juan Soto because he's under my control for more years. I mean, Otani, look, it's one year, so a rental may not be the best term. I think a rental is more like, hey, I got a guy for two months. Yes. But it's one season, and then he's mm-hmm. a free agent, and you want my entire freaking farm system for that? I do, because here's the, here's the good news for me as the Angels. I will get someone's entire farm system for that. I don't need the Mets to come to me right now. I don't need the Yankees to come to me right now because at some point, July 15th is going to come around and everybody's going to be throwing what they have at me for. Do you, do you think that, though? Because, like, the Mets, the Yankees, obviously the Dodgers, there's a handful of teams that can pay Otani. Otani's going to mm-hmm. get a record-breaking contract. I think we all have to accept that. Assuming he's healthy for this upcoming season and he is half as good as what he's been the last couple of years, He's a $30 million a year pitcher, and he's a $30 million a year bat. So I do simple math. He should make $60 million a year because he really is. If he's just a hitter, he's making maybe not 30, but he's making $25 million. He's making 25. Yeah. I mean, look, he's, he doesn't really play a position. So it's just a really good bat who DH is. So figure he makes 25 million. 
as a pitcher. I mean, he's definitely making over 30 because mm-hmm. there are so few really good pitchers in Major League Baseball. So I figure he's making $60 million a year. So aren't you wiping out like 80% of the league in terms of keeping him long-term? Like there's only a handful of teams that can keep him. So are you giving up six prospects for a guy you're only having for one year? And like you just said, there's only about four teams that would be willing to pay for that threshold for him going forward, one of which being the Mets. And I know what you say, yeah, it doesn't guarantee that he's going to stay, but that extra year is a leg up. It really is. Think of someone like Mookie Betts, who immediately got traded over the Dodgers, and they immediately locked him up to a multi-year deal. Same thing with the uh, Atlanta Braves and Matt Olson. Traded for him, locked him up to like an eight-year deal. This is something that the the – yeah, team in Queens could easily do and not even deal with the bidding war. But right. if I'm Shohei Otani, I'm hitting free agency no matter what. All right, here's my deal. I'm going to make you an offer, okay? Sure. I'm going to give you – first, I'm going to give you one piece off the major league roster because I think that you want, you know, some guys who can actually help you right now. Okay. So I'm going to write off the top off you, David Peterson. All right, he's under control. He's a lefty, solid middle of the rotation arm. He's not the key to this trade, but I'm giving you him to start. Okay. I'm also going to include Brett Beatty, who's one of the top third base prospects in all of Major League Baseball. He's going to replace Anthony Rendon, who I guess I'm taking back because, you know, hey, why the hell not? I'm Steve Cohen. I got a ton of money. Mm-hmm. I'll take Rendon back. So I'm giving you Brett Beatty. I'm giving you David Peterson. I'm going to give you Ronnie Mauricio. Oh, shortstop. You can move him anywhere you want. Top five prospect in the Met organization. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a stud. All right. So now we've got three guys. I'm also going to give you Mark Vientos. Nice right-handed bat, could play third base, could play the outfield. I'm also going to give you Alex Ramirez, outfield prospect, probably about two years removed from being ready in the major leagues, but I'm going to give you him, and I'm going to give you Matthew Allen, a starting Mm -hmm. pitcher who unfortunately is coming off a major injury, but give him two years, he'll be a kingpin in that angel rotation. We have a deal? Cool, Nope, nope. Uh, How about this? You go ahead and you keep your hands on Peterson. I like Peterson, but honestly, I don't need him in the big leagues. This is all about building for my future. There's a name you left out. Where's Francisco Alvarez playing next year? Because if he's not having an A on his hat, this conversation's over. Yeah, that's honestly, that's where I walk away. And I, I'm usually not a prospect lover where I'm going to blow deals up from a guy who hasn't proven anything. And Francisco was only in the major leagues for 30 seconds. But I look at it this way if I'm the Mets. And I hope Mets fans agree with me listening. At some point, you have to develop your own guys. You can't just buy uh, a player for every single position. You're going to need guys who don't make a lot of money for four or five Mm -hmm. years who you develop. And I can't give up all of those guys for a guy that I'm going to pay $60 million a year to. So Alvarez is off limits. I hear what you're saying, but here's where I have to be as my organization. I'm not looking to win right now. I'm actually in the position that you just said you're in, that you need to develop guys over the next five years. You're not in that position. You're in the position that you could pay your entire team and then develop your uh, farm system over the next couple of years. I'm the Angels. I don't have a farm system at the moment. I got no one in the minor leagues ready to come up and make an impact at any given point in the next three years. I'm not looking to compete next year. But what I do have is Shohei Otani, Mike Trout, and Anthony Rendon, all of which, provided they're healthy, I can move and completely replenish my entire organization. If you're going to be giving me a, a trade opportunity for a player that, quite frankly, I know it would be nice for you to have them, but you don't need them, feel free to go ahead and make the trade for the player that you do need because right now, as a opposing GM looking at the Mets, 
I don't think you're going to get DeGrom back. You need Otani way more than you need Alvarez. So give me Alvarez and we got a deal. Well, how about this? I'll give you Kevin Parada, who's a, a top, top prospect. We just drafted him. He's being compared to Gary Carter as a minor league prospect. There you go. Mm-hmm. You got your catcher. I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to offer him, but I am willing to give you Parada in the deal for Otani. We got a deal? That is, that is such a thoughtful thing. I think you're, he's going to look great when he's a Met in four years, when he works his way up the system. No, no, no. Alvarez seems as though he's going to be ready to play in the big leagues in the next year and a half, along with these other prospects that you're going to give me for Shohei Otani. No, I love that idea. It's a great idea, and it does benefit you a little bit because I know you as a Mets GM are not really feeling McCann at the moment. Tomas Nito is never going to be your everyday starter. He's going to be a perennial backup for you. So I know you're looking to eventually upgrade at that catcher position. Unfortunately, you don't need it. I need it as an angel GM right now. And quite frankly, you're not getting back to Grom. You need that starter in Shohei Otani, and you need that left-handed bat in Shohei Otani. And quite frankly, you need him a lot more than I than you need Alvarez. As the Angels, I need Alvarez. I want those prospects. By the way, it's funny. I, I'm, I'm negative about keeping DeGrom, too, and I think that there's this thought of, well, we have to replace him. And I, I believe that. I mm-hmm. just don't know how. It's not easy to replace an elite-level starting pitcher. Otani, though, is weird to me, and it's not a knock on him because he gets to free agency. Of course, I want the Mets to bid on him. Why not? I'm just really, really skeptical that, let's say, three years from now, he's doing this, that he's going to be a high-level bat and a high-level pitcher. I just, And maybe it's because we've never seen it before, and it's my ignorant brain saying, if I've never seen it before, I can't see it lasting. Again, I'm willing to give him all the money. I'm willing to give him all the years. I'm willing to gamble that I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. But are you not hesitant that maybe three years from now, Shohei Otani is not doing both at a high level? No, I'm not hesitant about that. In fact, I'm kind of <laughs> mentally praying, uh, preparing for that. But I also think the same thing about Jacob deGrom. We've only gotten what? How many starts out of Jacob deGrom the last two years? And now he's going to demand a price tag of $40 million a year. Quite frankly, as ridiculous as it sounds, because I do think Jacob deGrom is, when he's healthy, the best pitcher living. I'm not giving him that money because I don't trust he's going to be out on that field enough to warrant that paycheck. I'm looking elsewhere. But by the way, you're you're not wrong with that evaluation. What I've always said about Jake is that because he's my guy, because he's the Tom Seaver of our generation, I'll pay him anyway and take the risk. Like Mm -hmm. I'm much more willing to pay my guy. And if it fails, it fails. Uh, Mm -hmm. The example I always use for Met fans is David Wright. The Mets kept David Wright long-term. They gave him a huge extension and it was a disaster. I mean, he had the back issues, was never the same player. And I don't think we look back on it and say, oh, my God, can you believe they paid David? He was our guy. And he we was. made sure he was here long term. So I'm not confident the Mets are going to do it. I think the Mets are a little bit more ruthless now where they're just going to make a business decision. Yeah. Um, but that's why, even though everything you said is fair about Jake, I'm not arguing with you, I would still pay him.